good Sunday morning. City Gate Church and Pastor Howie Cantrell welcome you to this week's broadcast. We encourage you to tune in each Sunday morning at 7.30 right here on 100.7 WHIN. Or visit us in person at 734 Red River Road in Gallatin, Tennessee. Services start at 945. And now, Pastor Howie Cantrell. Morning, everybody. Today we're going to be digging into the book of Revelation. We're going to be in chapter 21, and this is actually week 32. But before I, I go and, and get any further, there's a couple of things that I need to say. First and foremost, I want to thank Jeff for doing a fantastic job last week. I, I really do appreciate Jeff and Terry. I thank you for everything that you guys do. and You've always been there for me and Becky and for our family. And I'm, I'm really grateful, and I, I, I just, I want to thank you. Just thank you so much. I want to thank you on behalf of Becky and I. We're going to do this officially a little bit later, but all the beautiful things and all the cards and all the wonderful gifts and everything that's been done during this Pastor Appreciation Month for Becky and I. We were able to get away uh, last weekend for a little bit of rest and relaxation, and I guess we burnt down Gatlinburg. I don't know. Um, but they wound up having a fire there while we were there. And I'm like, Lord have mercy, what in the world's going on? And it was just right down below where we were staying. And, and we heard the rescue fire engines, EMTs, police, everybody just started pouring in about six o'clock. And then what we didn't know was that there was uh, someone who lost their life in that fire. I thank God that people were spared. My heart goes out, and I was praying last week for the family, our families that were affected by this loss. But you know, things can change in an instant. It's amazing how quickly life can go from one thing to another. And I heard something, and I, I haven't asked permission for this, and I hope I won't be hurt. I won't be hurting the person when I say this. But Mark just got his 90-day chip, and I just want to celebrate Mark today. If y'all give him a round of applause. So proud of you, man. So proud of you. I know what it's like, man, to walk that path, and I'm just, I'm proud of you, man. I just want you to know it. I want you to hear it from me. Today... As we, we go into this and we look at this, we're going to be looking at all things made new. And so it seems as we've gone through Revelation up to this point, everything has been grim. Everything has been harsh. Everything has been hard. It's all this tough stuff and all this bad stuff. But now we're going to start looking at some things. We're going to start changing some direction here. And we're going to look at all things made new. And I just want to say this to you today. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what you've been through. I don't know what's going on in your world. But I'm going to tell you this. Through Jesus Christ, all things can be made new. Amen. I don't care how bad it's been. I don't care what you've got going on. I was telling somebody not long ago, I was telling a part of my testimony. And it's amazing the things that you find out after the fact. You know, when we have issues and we have problems in our lives, we seem to step into them and we think that it's not going to be a big deal. It's not going to be an issue. It's not going to be a problem. 
And the majority of my problems, I was just rehearsing this in my mind last night as I was trying to go to sleep. And as I was laying there in bed, I started seeing faces and things and remembrances of of my past. And while I was dealing with that and thinking about those things, I realized that it's easy for us to make mistakes when we know we've got an insurance policy in place. Amen? Let me tell you what I mean. The majority of the time that I got in trouble as a child, as a young man, was in my teenage, later teenage years. It was before I turned 18. I had gotten in trouble with uh, the police, and that's why I tell everybody I know what it feels like to wear the pretty silver jewelry that they offer you in pairs. And my dad had this thing that he told me. He said, son, if you get yourself in trouble, you get yourself out. And I don't know why I'm being led to tell you this story today because it's hard. But all things are made new. And I couldn't tell my dad that I had been arrested for possession of marijuana and possession of a deadly weapon. I couldn't tell him that because I got myself in trouble. So I couldn't talk to him about it. Somebody where my mom worked said that they were praying for the family. And then my mom came in and started quizzing me, and I started doing what I was really good at, and that's deflecting. She'd ask me a question, well, why would you think I would get in trouble for something like that, Mom? I wouldn't answer the question. And then I heard the TV mute, and I knew it was game over. And my dad walked in, and he said, answer the question, son. And he said, were you arrested? I said, yes, sir. And I can still see his fist hit the table. And he was about to blow up on me. And I said, but dad, you told me if I got myself in trouble, I had to get myself out of trouble. Now, I know what my dad's intentions were. His intentions were good. His intentions were to help me. To help me to focus and say, hey, look, dude, if you get yourself in this, you're going to have to get yourself out of it. He was giving me responsibility for my issues, for my problems, for my life. He was making me responsible for my actions. But in doing so, I felt hopeless. That when I got in trouble, I didn't have anybody. I couldn't lean on anybody. And he said, do you have an attorney? And I said, no, dad. I don't have an attorney. He said, when's your court date? I said, next week. And he said, if you don't have an attorney and you're going into court of law without an attorney, what are your charges? And I remember him taking me to get an attorney. And I remember after the fact, finding out that I was looking at 10 years and I didn't even know it. The reason I'm saying this to us is it's so easy for us to play games because I said I'm a juvenile. There's nothing I can do. It's my first offense. They're not going to do anything to me. They may give me probation at the worst, blah, blah, blah. But I didn't realize the full weight of the law. And I'm telling you my story today so that you can hear me and you can understand something. There is a day that will come 
that you will be facing the full weight of the law or the full weight of pardon. Amen. Y'all still with me? Because what happened in my past, God turned that around and he made all those things new, but he still allowed my past to be my past so I could help other people deal with what they're dealing with. I remember sitting with a young man in counseling and him talking to me about having a drug problem. And his mom was really worried and they were so concerned that their son has a drug problem. And I was getting into counseling and of course, you know, having been through the lifestyle, I asked him a question. I said, so what's your drug of choice? And he said, marijuana. I said, okay. I said, so how much are you smoking? And he said, you know, two or three, we called them joints back in the time, marijuana, cigarettes, whatever you want to call them, doobies. There's a whole lot of names for them. He said, I'm smoking two or three joints. I said, okay, what's your frequency? He said, in a month. I said, okay, that ain't it. Some of you are laughing and you know, you're telling on yourself, I'm just putting that out there. And so I said, are there any other drugs? He said, yeah, cocaine. I said, okay, here we go. I said, uh, so how much are you using? He said, you know, two or three lines. And I said, so what's your frequency? He said, in a month. I said, son, you don't have a drug problem. You have an experimentation problem. And I'll never forget the words that he said to me. He said, what do you know about it? You're just a preacher. And I laughed. And I said, well, son, when I got out of that lifestyle, I was smoking two and a half ounces of marijuana a week. That's a quarter of a pound. I said, so when you talk to me and tell me that I don't know what I'm talking about, you're wrong. Smoking cigarettes one after another, lighting them off of each other, smoking two and a half packs of Marlboro Reds a day. And my dad and mom didn't know I smoked. So that ought to tell you something. All of this I'm telling you today because there is hope in Jesus Christ. Drinking like a fish, my drink was pure grain alcohol because it got me there quicker than anything else. I don't know that I've ever stood and told my story like this before. And I don't know why I'm doing it now, but I just feel God's telling me to do it. I don't tell you this as a bragging point. I tell you as shame. I tell you because I know what it's like to be lost. And I know what it's like to be found. I know what it's like to be hopeless and to be helpless. But I know what it's like to have hope and find that in Jesus. I know what it's like to live in total chaos, and I know what it's like to find peace. Because God, through his son Jesus, can make all things new if you'll just let him. Amen. And I want you to know today that I don't, I don't like telling these stories because Somehow, sometimes they seem like they can be glamorized. <laughs> Let me tell you, sin is not glamorous. Sin is sin. That's all it is. 
but it sure does look good and it sure is fun. And there's been a whole lot of times I said, Lord, if I could just find somebody who throw the bag outside their car trying to get away from the police, I could find that. I could pick that up. I could roll that up and I could just chill out. And then I wind up being right back where I was before. So instead of running to the things that created my problem, God has been faithful to show me that I can run to him, the one who solved my problem. Amen. Amen. Sorry for bringing the room down. I'm not talking about bad stuff. I'm talking about good stuff. God is good. Amen. Let's get into this today. Thank you, Lord. John is speaking. He says, now I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. Also, there was no more sea. Now we see what happens right here. The heavens and the earth, they're all gone. We're at this point in time where everything is gone and now something new is about to happen. Then I, John, now he's very specific and he says, I, John, I saw this. I'm testifying to this. The holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. Now, why are these words important? Because you need to understand that this is without spot, without wrinkle, without any blemish. There is no sin. There is none of this. It's a brand new place. So why does God have to make a new heaven and a new earth? Because sin originated in heaven. When Satan rebelled against God, sin originated there. And sin was brought here when Adam rebelled, Eve rebelled against God in the garden, and sin has been present. So God did not intend, listen to me and, and get this today, God did not intend hell to be for human beings. God intended hell to be for Satan and his angels, period. But the Bible says because so many people have refused to hear the message, so many people have refused to receive the gift that hell has enlarged herself seven times. Seven times the size that God intended for it to be originally. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, behold, the tabernacle of God is with men. Now I want you to think about this, the holy of holies, this place where God resides in heaven. He's bringing it down and now all of a sudden we have the ability to go and come out of the holy of holies. This is a big deal, guys. And he will dwell with them. And they shall be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God. Now that's powerful. All of a sudden now something has changed. Before no man can see God. No man can be in the presence of God. But those that are alive and remain, their bodies are changed. Those that have died, they're quickened. and We become new creatures without any blemishes, without any spots. No worries of any kind other than to praise and to worship God. And he is now in our presence because we are holy and we are pure. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. And there shall be, that shall, be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. Now, I just got through sharing my story to tie this in today. Because those things that bring me pain from time to time, I remember them. I remember the kind of person that I was. 
I remember the issues and the problems that I had. I won't remember those anymore. That pain will be gone. How good is it for some of you going to be that you can forget and never remember again some of the things you've been through, some of the things you've done, some of the things that's been done to you, that you never remember them anymore, no pain, no sorrow, none of that. Then he who sat on the throne said, behold, I make all things new. And he said to me, write these words are true and faithful. And he said to me, it is done. I am the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. I will give of the fountain of the waters of life freely to him who thirsts. I don't know what you're going through today, but if you haven't had that kind of water, if you're online today and you haven't had that kind of water, oh, all you have to do is ask for it. And he'll fill you up inside, outside, any way you can imagine. He will give you all you ask for. He who overcomes shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. Now, I want you to see that right there. This is the hope part that I was talking to us about. Remember, all these things are scary up to this point. Now we're starting to see what God is saying, I'm going to show you, I'm going to do, I'm going to give you, I'm going to do all this for you. Listen to this. He shall inherit all things. What does that mean? Eternal life. What does that mean? Walking on streets of gold. What does that mean? No more sickness. No more death. No more tears. No more cravings, no more addictions, no more memories of the harsh things that's happened to you. I'm going to make it all new, and I'll take it all away. But the cowardly, unbelieving, abominable, murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. You know, I, I look at this. And I think all the time about how easy it is to tell a lie. It's easy, isn't it? And we justify it when we do it because we don't want to hurt somebody's feelings or whatever, or we don't want to make ourselves look bad. We don't want to get in trouble, blah, blah, blah. And so we call those little white lies. But let me tell you something. A lie is a lie. My daddy always told me, he said, son, a half truth is a whole lie. That's a powerful word, but it's a true statement. But the Bible says all liars shall have their place in the lake of fire. And I think about that. Would I, would I lie to keep my family from being hurt? Let me flip it around. Would you? You don't have to answer because I know. To keep your child or your, your, your spouse, somebody you love, somebody you care for, would you lie the answer for just about all of us at just about any given time was be, yeah, I'll repent later. Well, that's what I'm getting to with this whole thing about this insurance policy. We've got to remember that we are a holy nation and we've got to learn to live that kind of lie, that kind of lie, <laughs> that kind of life. I got to lying so much. I got to talking about lies. I'm playing guys. I am. I'm sorry. Slip, slip of the tongue there. But we have to learn how to develop a life that makes God happy when he sees us. We have to live a life that when people are around you, they want to be around you. Some people, I'm really happy when I see them, but I'm happier when I see them go. 
<laughs> Y'all know some of them people, huh? But you know the thing about it is, is that when we love each other and we learn how to let stuff go, none of that matters. And we become free. And we learn how to live and have peace. Let's keep going. The New Jerusalem. Now, this is going to be very descriptive, talking about what is on the way, what is coming, how it all works. Then one of the seven angels who had the seven bowls filled with the seven last plagues came to me and talked with me, saying, come, I will show you the bride, the lamb's wife. Now, remember that this city has been prepared for the bride of Christ. When it comes down, it's adorned, and it's beautiful, and it's ready. Recently, I've been able to do some weddings for some people. And it's funny how that we wait, and we stand, and we we can't wait until the bride comes out. And the groom doesn't get to see the bride. And when he sees her, I've watched, as I've done many, many weddings, I've watched these tough guys, when they see that girl come down dressed up, I see tears coming down their face. I see them get so nervous they can't hardly talk because they see something that is so beautiful. I watched it when I saw Travis. I watched it when I saw Trey. When Melissa walked down that aisle, when Aaron walked down that aisle, I saw it in their face. I made the right choice. I'm telling you, this is going to be an amazing time. And he carried me away in the spirit to a great high mountain and showed me the great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God. Now, again, this is God sending this. It's a new preparation. This is a new city. Listen to the description of it. I having the glory of God, or excuse me, having the glory of God, her light was like most precious stone like a jasper stone, clear as crystal. Also, she had a great and high wall with 12 gates, the 12 angels at the gates, and the names written on them, which are the names of the 12 tribes of the children of Israel. Pay attention to this. In the old city, there were 12 gates, and they all had different names. Judges would sit in these gates and they would judge matters and deal with matters from each of their own tribes. And then if it was something that they couldn't deal with, then they would carry it to the king to deal with. Okay. So I want you to understand just because we have been grafted into this vine, God is not doing away with Israel. God is not doing away with the 12 tribes. You need to understand that these 12 gates are going to be named after the 12 tribes. Because God said, I will not forget you. I will always remember. And that is his chosen. Remember, we talked about that. Let's keep going. Three gates on the east, three gates on the north, three gates on the south, and three gates on the west. Now, the wall of the city had 12 foundations, and on them were the names of the 12 apostles of the Lamb. And he who talked with me had a golden reed to measure the city, its gates, and its wall. The city is laid out as a square. Its length is as great as its breadth, 
and the measurement of the city with the reed, 12,000 furlongs, its length and breadth and height are equal. It's all the same size, guys, and it's massive. I forget now, I, I looked all this stuff up and I, I'm losing my mind right now, and I'm forgetting, but it seems like it's like 1,500 miles is how this thing, like 1,500 miles square. I'll, I'll find that information. I'll make sure that I, because we're going to do a wrap up, and I'll make sure that I have that for you. Then he measured its wall, 124 cubits, according to the measurement of a man, that is of an angel. Now understand a cubit, the way a cubit is, it's from the tip of the elbow to the tip of the middle finger. That's considered a cubit, okay? And so angels are bigger than humans, so we don't know that actual dimension. So the construction of its wall was of jasper, and the city was pure gold, like clear glass. Now, why is this important? If you'll remember, I talked to you about how gold is purified. It takes seven fires, firings of the gold, and each time it has to be hotter. You have to get it hotter. And what that does is it takes the purification and gets all of the elements that are bad, it pulls them out. Each time it's reheated. So if you continue to heat it to the same level every time, Nothing will come out of it. That's why I really and truly believe that in our lives that we will go through the firing process of seven fires because that presents pure gold at that point. This gold is so pure, it's so refined that it's almost clear like water. The foundations of the wall of the city were adorned with all kinds of precious stones. The first foundation was jasper. The second, sapphire. The third, Caldoni. The fourth was emerald. The fifth, sardonyx. The sixth, sardis. The seventh, chrysolite. The eighth, beryl. The ninth, topaz. The tenth, chrysolophase. The eleventh, jacinth. And the twelfth, amethyst. Can you imagine the beauty of this place? Can you imagine? Now listen, my girl likes them stones. I ain't going to lie. If it's shiny, she likes it. And I don't blame her because she makes them look good. I'm just saying. But now I'm going to tell you, Meemaw looks pretty sharp today. I don't know if y'all know, she looked like a hollyberry rolling in here this morning with her red cart, her red jacket, red shoes, and her red necklace on. I mean, come on. But ladies usually like these kinds of things. Why? Because they're pretty. It adds to them. It doesn't detract from them. But I want you to think about the beauty of this city. When we go into this place, when we see this place, things that we have held in such value, especially gold, esteeming gold and having the value of gold, that we walk on it. There's a story that is told that Jesus visits this very wealthy man before he dies and he makes a deal with Jesus. He says, Lord, can I please take these coins? He had some very, very rare gold coins. And he wants to take them to heaven. And he gets to the gate and Peter's at the gate. And, and he says, you can't bring anything. And he said, oh, wait a minute. I got permission from Jesus. He said, let me see it. He opened up the bag and he saw those coins. He said, huh, asphalt. It, it'll catch you all in a minute. Bless your heart. It's all right. So we, streets are paved with gold, asphalt. Uh, I got, bless you all. Let's keep going. Um, 
The 12 gates were 12 pearls. Each individual gate was of one pearl. And the street of the city was pure gold, like transparent glass. Now we move into the glory of the new Jerusalem. We have seen this beautiful city. We've seen this place. And all of a sudden, it's just like absolutely amazing. But now we're going to go into the holy city, the new Jerusalem. So we get a new heaven. We get a new earth. Now there is a new Jerusalem. And let's look at this and see what it says. But I saw no temple in it. For the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. Now, we talk about church. We talk about a building. And I want you to look at something, and I want you to understand something. We love this building. We thank God for this place that we've got to worship. We thank God for the people that gifted this place to us. But I'm going to tell you, our church is not about this building. Our church is about going into all the world. Our church is about meeting people where we're at, wherever we are, wherever they are. That's what this church is about. It's not about this spot. This is a launching pad. We land all over the place when we leave here. Amen. But as we look at this, I want you to think about this. What is so relevant and what is so important is that the son and the father are present in this city and there's no need of a temple. In other words, we just get to walk up to God and walk up to Jesus like we would any of our friends, any of the people that we know, and we just have a conversation with them. You've been listening to Pastor Howie Cantrell with CityGate Church, located at 734 Red River Road, Gallatin, Tennessee. Please visit us in person for Sunday worship at 945. You may also see our live broadcast on Facebook and YouTube. From everyone at CityGate, have a blessed week.